the Super Speedway. Welcome to episode 218 of the Super Speedway podcast, recorded Tuesday, November 8th, 2021. I'm your host, Eric Young, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush. James, it's over. The season is done. Yeah. I can't believe it. <laughs> I know. I'm sitting there watching Sunday's race and I'm like, man, just a little bit from now, we're going to know who the champion is and the season's going to be over. It just, yeah, it really felt like a long season, but I didn't want it to end. I guess I know. I know you, you and I differ on that. Cause you probably were are thrilled that it's over. Oh yeah. I know. I can't, <laughs> I can't wait to get to the finish line. <laughs> no, but, but you know, Eric, I was, I, I can't remember if you and I might have been talking about this, but I was definitely talking about it with somebody. Um, but I can't uh, believe we got through 2020 like that. And now we're already a season past 2020. Yeah. And we've we've banked two full seasons <laughs> since then. Um, it's just crazy that how, how fast time flies. And and uh, not, not only that, but we said goodbye to the Gen 6 and um five lug nuts and we'll yeah. talk about all that but um we got ourselves a champion man we do we do a newbie yeah uh three newbies actually james three new champions throughout the weekend uh nascar yeah. championship weekend at phoenix uh we'll start where we always do with the cup series kyle larson 10th win of the season first cup series championship uh one of the few that's a- been able to in this format um just continue the domination and wind up with the finish that should happen which so often doesn't. Um, yes. And he started it out, James, by making a pit stop six laps into the race that I thought, oh my God, they're going to throw this thing away right at the beginning of this thing. Yeah. And somehow yeah. lucked out of it, I guess. I don't know if it was luck. I mean, they worked their way out of it, but yeah, man, I don't, had, I don't know about that decision. Well, they had fortune come and go all day yeah. and it just seemed like whatever the roulette wheel was going to land on, um, you know, somebody was going to be fortunate and and mark i thought i thought martin truex jr late that was the that was the lucky decision of, of oh of yeah them all but um yeah it seemed like they were kind of coming and going and you know like you mentioned larson had that early pit stop and i thought oh boy here we go you know another you know the the guy who comes in as probably the favorite the the best driver all season uh that's gonna that's gonna let it go but um man his team came through and what a day. <laughs> what an awesome, you know, it wasn't the greatest race ever, Eric, but um, the, the battle between the top four was just, you know, we had the right guys and yeah. it was great. Yeah. I, I want, I don't want to leave that, that decision uh, too quickly because to me, Oh sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Six laps into the race. Yeah. I mean, I know it's... tires are, were a deal at Phoenix and you had, I'm assuming they had qualifying on those tires too. So you had more than six laps, but still man, six laps into the race. You pit and change yeah. tires when nobody else pits. And I know he was hoping to drag some people in, I would assume. But, yeah, man, I just questioned that strategy. It, it, used up a, yeah, used up a set right off the bat. Well, um, and not only that, but you put yourself in that hornet's nest at Phoenix where you don't know when they go yeah. 7, 8 to 10 wide through the dog leg right. whether they're going to come out on the other end, you know? Yeah, I mean, we've seen close calls there before. Um, you know, I think all weekend long we had a couple of guys have – you know, have close calls in, in all the, all the championship races. Right. Um, but you know, I think a great example of that though, Eric, is what happened to Denny Hamlin um, just a week ago at Martinsville. He got caught up in a, in a couple of different things yep. um, to, to kind of make his day a little, a little bit exciting, which, you know, seems like a year ago, I guess at this point, but, <laughs> right. uh, but yeah, you, you 
you question that decision um and then you come full circle at the end of the day with you know with the team making the the big move the, the championship winning move so uh you know it's just um typical i i don't want to say a typical championship earned but um you know that's that's how this championship race goes sometimes you know you you have a Tony Stewart who has a, a piece of debris shoot through his grill and mm-hmm. in, in the championship race, he has to go to the back and, and pass what 170 cars or something. Um, you know, we've had uh, Jimmy Johnson in, in 2016 um, with never had a shot all day. It was, was basically last of all the championship four all day and fortune turns his way. And uh, the same thing happened here for, for Larson. So you, you know, it's just kind of the ebbs and flows of, of the championship race. And, and that's the beauty of the system we've got. I, I, that's why I really enjoy this kind of winner go home um, final race. I love the winner go home final race. I don't want to see any changes to this format. I think this format's perfect. Yeah, let it go at this point. Yep. We're, um, we're, we're in it now. I found sure. it interesting, James, that the, the winning move for Larson um, came down to something that we haven't done throughout most right. of the season and that's qualifying, you know, getting yeah. that, that pit spot, pit stop. Yes. The picker had to execute as well, but having yeah. that first pit stall was what got him out first and yep. allowed him to get the, get the, you know, set the tone at the start of the race and ultimately yep. get the championship. So kind of neat to see. Yeah. That. Well, and it's, you know, something that we mentioned, but we don't talk about enough. And this is a team sport. 100%. Yep. You know, Larson laid down that fast lap, but you know, I think, I heard Nate Ryan talk about this, that, um, that, uh, that the five team actually had the 48 do some, uh, do some qualifying runs in practice to get a little bit of data for that qualifying lap that the five used. So, um, pretty cool that the whole team kind of, you know, from the start to finish, I guess, you know, we don't have practice anymore, but they, you know, the five team maximized practice, maximized their qualifying effort. And then, you know, similar to last year, Martinsville, a championship move was made on pit road. And, and, you know, we've had two major moments on pit roads the last two years uh, in the penultimate race and the championship race kind of helped define, uh, you know, these seasons, this is going to be the memorable moment for Kyle Larson uh, for forever was that pit was that pit stop and beating out the 11. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, I think Kyle did a good job of recognizing in the aftermath um, you know, acknowledging the fact that a year and a half ago, he wasn't sure if he's ever going to run in the cup series again, um, gets mm-hmm. that opportunity with, with Hendrick, which I'll argue that that was already predestined. Um, the, the Hendrick move was yeah. happening. We learned this weekend that he spent, uh, last year's championship race in the Hendrick war room watching it. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. cause yeah. it was just announced he was coming. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, I, I think, he was probably gonna end up there anyway, but obviously what happened with the sponsorship deals and everything, if, if Rick's not writing that check, um, Larson's probably not racing in this series. So, uh, I mean, right. I don't, I don't want to call attention to what Larson did because he deserved to be, he deserved the punishment for what he did. And I don't want to be like, it's not like overcoming an injury or something like that. Larson did something stupid to get him where he was, but yep. talk about a comeback from a guy who didn't have a ride goes out and just wins freaking everything and then yeah. and then continues it on throughout the season to the final and gets the championship uh to to do, to boot as well so yeah it's it's the you know i think with this format sometimes we have the the guy who wins the championship who may not be 
you know, we hadn't thought about him a whole heck of a lot that season. You know, Joe Logano comes to mind. Yeah. Um, heck, even Chase Elliott last year came to mind. You know, I didn't think going into that race he was, you know, he was that guy. Uh, but this year it was all Larson. You can get to the playoffs. He ties the playoff win record uh, at five. And, you know, it just kept getting stronger. The Hendrick team kept getting stronger. Denny Hamlin said that post-race, you know, Hendrick kept building momentum and getting stronger through the playoffs. And, and this was the guy, this was the team. They were, uh, they were the deserving champions from basically when he won Las Vegas and tracked Hamlin down for the regular season title and then carried it on. I mean, it's, it's been his year. You, you and I have said it plenty of times. If anybody else would have won this championship, we probably would have felt disappointed. Yeah. Um, just because of how dominant he was all season long. Uh, it's really a special story from where he's come from. And, um, you know, he's he's changed his his history. Um, you know, he could have that all could have gone away. Like you said, Eric, it was it was done. You know, wasn't sure if he's ever coming back. But, um, you know, you got to give Rick Hendrick credit. You got to give NASCAR credit for allowing him to do the right thing um, and earn his earn his spot back. And not only did he do that, he performed. Um, it's just an astounding, astounding story at the end of the day. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think every one of the four championship contenders in the cup series, and, and I argued last week that pretty much all the championship contenders this year through all three series had a, you know, had a good story. If they were to win, they all were deserving of a championship, but um, would have been disappointed to see Larson not pull it off when you have a season yeah. like this. I mean, we saw, yeah. We saw the equivalent of that pretty much last year with Harvick having his dominant season and then not even making the final four. Um, yeah. it, it would have been a pretty big bummer to see uh, Larson not seal the deal. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Eric, I have uh, I have a quick stat for you. If you'll, if you'll, if you'll indulge me, um, Kyle Larson with his championship uh, added his name to a list of some pretty heavy hitters. If you'd like me to read these off for yeah, you, go for it. Um, drivers who have won 10, plus races and a championship in NASCAR's modern era. So 1972 till now, uh, listen to this list. Eric. This is good. Uh, I'll start with Larson. We'll start at the top. Larson. Then 2007 Johnson, Jeff Gordon did it in back-to-back seasons, 97 and 98 Dale Earnhardt, 87 Daryl Waltrip, 81 and 82 Cale Yarbrough, 78 and Richard Petty, 74 and 75. That's the list. Wow. Johnson, Gordon, Earnhardt, Waltrip, Yarbrough, Petty, and now one Kyle Larson. So that is the type of season we're talking about. When you talk about 10 wins plus the championship, it's he's in rare air right there. Those are all first ballot type Hall of Famers. Well, and that's the question I was going to ask because we ask this question all the time. This is oh, I already our, tweeted out our yeah. famous <laughs> conversations that we like to have in this podcast, but you and I have kind of already come to the conclusion that a championship guarantees you a spot in the hall of fame. Uh, if yes. you win the, win the uh, cup series championship, 10 wins in the season. Um, I, I think Larson's already there, right? Yeah. Like, I welcomed him actually after the race. <laughs> I wanted to be the first one. Uh, so nice. yeah, I tweeted, I tweeted Kyle Larson. Welcome to the NASCAR hall. I didn't get a lot of traction on that tweet, um, <laughs> but I was hoping for it, but uh, yeah, I didn't, didn't, didn't catch fire. Like I was hoping it would. That's okay. There you go. Uh, some championships, fast, fast facts, courtesy of NASCAR, uh, Kyle Larson gets, becomes the 35th driver to accomplish the feat of winning a NASCAR cup series championship. 
He is the seventh different champion sh- champion in the elimination style format of the Cup Series playoffs. Uh, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Jimmy Johnson, Martin Truex Jr., Joey Logano, uh, Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, and Kyle Larson are your winners there. Uh, he, let's see, uh, 20, 10 wins, 20 top fives, 26 top tens on the season. Uh, produced five wins, six top fives, and eight top tens in the playoffs to tie Tony Stewart for most wins in a single playoff run. Uh, he is the fourth NASCAR Cup Series champion from the state of California, joining NASCAR Hall of Famer Jeff Gordon, Kevin Harvick, and Jimmy Johnson. Uh, also, That's a good list. Again, yeah. yes. Uh, also, Hendrick Motorsports, it is their 14th Cup Series cha- uh, driver-owner championship, most all-time in the series. Uh, 17th NASCAR National Series owner championship, uh, extends the all-time record. Uh, they have 14 Cup, three Gander trucks. Uh, that's it. Uh, four cup, 14 cup, three gander trucks. Uh, first team to win five consecutive championships. Uh, that doesn't isn't new though. So um, come on, <laughs> come on, NASCAR. Give me. I guess I should have read these in advance. I was gonna right? say, is it the Camping World Truck Series again? I don't think it's a gander anymore. Yeah, you're right. They switched it back. You're right. Damn it, NASCAR. What? NASCAR. Come on, NASCAR. What Get your stuff together. The hell. Uh, crew chief <laughs> champion. Cliff Daniels. Cliff Daniels from Smithfield, Virginia, won his first NASCAR Cup Series championship. He's the 44th different NASCAR Cup Series crew chief to win a championship, and he has 10 career NASCAR Cup Series wins, all with Kyle Larson. And Jimmy Johnson's team did it again, James. Yeah. Yeah, they did. (laughs) They did. So That that 48 car tried to pass the baton last year to Chase Elliott. Little did they know that uh, Chase was passing the baton back to the 48 that would become the five. So... (laughs) Good stuff. Yeah. So there you go. That is your uh, your Cup Series championship fast facts. Uh, let's talk about the other guys, James. Uh, Chase Elliott, the defending champion, comes up last of the final four. Uh, yeah. Didn't yeah. do terribly, but uh, he ended up fifth in the race. He was a threat. I mean, he yeah. led. They all he, were. I mean, I mean he, really. Yeah, they were all up there. I think Denny um, was the biggest non-threat of the four in he was coming at the right time and just things didn't work out. Well, Eric, he had a chance. Yeah. He was on the front row on that restart and completely, I mean, I don't know what it is with him in big moments. I'll say it. I'll I'm just going to take over. I'm (laughs) going to say it. He can't get it done. He's never going to win one. Here's here's the thing, James. Um, I chose him as my champion last week. And then during the pre-race interviews, he said that it doesn't matter to him whether he wins a championship. He's won all these other things. Championship is just another thing to add to that. Um, He's happy with his career, blah, blah, blah. As soon as I heard that, I knew he wasn't winning this thing because he didn't have the desire that everybody else had. When you already admit, when you're already making excuses why it's not a big deal that you lost the championship before you even run the race, you're not winning. Yep. And even after the race, he said, I don't know if I'll ever get back. And I'm just yeah. like, yeah, with with that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you're not going to win with that attitude when you're racing against somebody like Kyle Larson. You're just not. You had He had a chance on that restart to really challenge him and got blown out again. Like, like the opportunity presented itself for Denny Hamlin to be able to win this championship. Like, you're not going to get much better than that. I'm not going to get on him for losing on pit road but you're on the front row. Like you've, you've yeah. got it. You've got a shot there. Hey, at least you didn't at Justin least... Allgaier it. 
He ended up after that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he right. didn't get black flag for going below the line too early. Yeah, I know that was. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but Eric, he that restart, he fell to fourth in the in the championship order right after that restart. Like he didn't even he wasn't even a factor, and Larson just drove off with the championship right in front of him. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, it's to be expected, I guess, at this point with him. I don't understand. I just. You've got the greatest competitor of all time is your is your co-owner with your team, and that's the guy that I don't. It's just it's yin and yang. Yep. Stick a fork in him, James. He's done. I yeah I I'm gonna I'll I'll say it, man. He's not winning a championship ever. I just it's not ever gonna happen for him. And I got I get the same feeling from him that I did rooting for Stewart to win the Daytona 500 all those years. I yeah. just it's just not gonna happen. You're, you're great. You're a Hall of Famer. And this is not going to happen for you. It's right. just not. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's definitely a different feeling than like when when Earnhardt was trying to win the Daytona 500. He was always there, and something something would prevent him from doing it. But he was always good enough to where you expected it was going to happen eventually. Yeah. But yeah. but Denny's just consistently choked at the at the right time and just never been able to be in contention this, for it. This was his, I believe. I can't remember if this is. I think it was sixth, or maybe this was his seventh. Either way. Um, he has come into the final race of the season even before the elimination with a chance to win the championship. And he's over like, I don't know how many shots you get. Like well, how many times can we give you, give you a chance? To win I believe thing? I heard a stat and don't quote me if this is wrong, but I believe I heard a stat this past week that in every appearance in this format, Denny has finished fourth of the four. Yes. But this yes, time he until, didn't, so he improved. Yeah, he, moved, he bumped up. Yep. <laughs> he moved he up one third. spot because he finished third in the championship, yeah. third in the race. Um, and then Martin Truex yep. Jr. Man, if Martin Truex Jr. would have had five more laps, this oh, would have been a yeah. different story. I think he'd have gotten. Yeah. Larson. Or that caution doesn't come out. Yeah. That caution never comes yeah. out. He's or even Denny. I will. I would say Denny still did have a shot there. Right. Um, but yeah, that caution comes out, and it. Uh, yeah. It. It was. <laughs> I. I was like I. When Martin was winning that race and the laps are winding down, I I thought I cannot believe Martin Truex Jr. is going to win this championship. He's going to steal this championship, and that caution came on. I I kind of rubbed my hands together. I was like, <laughs> okay, here we go. Yeah, now we got a race. So that uh, was good. You you know we talked about the crew aspect or the team aspect, um, but give credit to Martin Truex Jr.'s team because he Kyle Larson had a short run car all day mm -hmm. and Truex had a long run car and you were not going to win in a 30 lap stand or however many laps were left there at the end with a long run car and Truex's mm -hmm. team tuned that sucker up to where he hung Larson and he was close enough to make mount a challenge at the end and almost get it done a uh, big credit. We've given a lot of crap to lap lap cars over the season. Uh, the lap drivers pulling over, letting them race the last lap. Um, not getting in the yep. way. Uh, the one kind of might've affected Truex's chance to do a dive bomb going into turn three, but he wasn't close enough yeah. to make it work anyway. If he was going to do that, he'd erect both of them and Hamlin would have won the championship. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean that, I guess that was the only thing I was waiting for at the end is those two to take each other out. But I didn't anticipate that we were going to see any contact if they got, got next to each other anyway, both of them I right. think, race right. pretty respectfully. I, don't, I wasn't expecting yeah. anything crazy. Martin's not a put a bumper to you kind of driver. No, Never and, and Larson's not either. I mean, Larson's aggressive, but he's not an idiot. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. And I kind of stole the, uh, the, the point we were going to talk about Chase Elliott, um, but I kind of my Denny Hamlin rant, but I thought, uh, you know, we mentioned Truex, but um, I like, kind of like I, what I said earlier though, I, I want to go back to is all four of these guys at some point in this race, I felt like 
uh, we're, we're worthy champions. Yeah. I mean, they all showed up. They were the best. They were the top four and a lot of the day until you had someone day, like, yeah. you had Ryan Blaney up there and Kevin Harvick kind of sneaking in there and, and battling for it too. But for the most part, yep. it was those four. Yeah, it was, it really was. And that's, I think that's what you want with this race. And I think the the other drivers understand what's going on um, out there. I mean, you know, I know you had Chase and Kyle had a little bit of contact. Um, Kyle got that little fender flare on their, on the rear end there. It was kind of helping him a little bit, I think. Right. <laughs> um, but other than that, I think everybody else raced them pretty clean. You know, I, I saw Martin have to work some traffic um, on some restarts with, uh, with Blaney and Harvick and, and those guys, although they were fast, like you said, Harvick had a great car, great day um gave martin plenty of room like those yep. those are veterans who understand the moment and, uh none, and chase none gave so harvick that... plenty of room too <laughs> yeah <laughs> i noticed right yeah chase is like nope yeah. you have all the track buddy i am gonna stay right away from you boy you am i think. glad that that thing calmed itself because i would have hated to have seen any situation happen out of that i would have loved to it because love to see yeah. it because i love the controversy well, but it really would talk about it would have really soured the look of our sport for sure. When everybody's saying, oh, yeah. let's go Brandon right now, we don't need any more. Oh, Jesus. Eyes. Yeah. We don't need, we don't need anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah we, we mentioned Kevin Harvick, uh, both Harvick and Blaney raced aggressively up front with those four. Um, didn't cut him any slack, but also didn't raise him dirty, which was good to see. Um, yeah. Kevin Harvick, uh, winds up with, uh, where'd he end up? Eighth place finishing this thing. Um, probably the strongest, one of the strongest races he's had all year other than Bristol. Um, yeah. and, uh, comes home with a fifth place championship finish as well. Didn't he? Yeah, he did. He, um, he battled back. Remember he came into the playoffs dead last. Yep. So, um, yeah, he, uh, that's pretty awesome. I, I thought that team ran really well, uh, in the playoffs showed signs of life. I don't know what that means um, yeah. <laughs> anymore. Uh, but you know, the way last year was for him, you know, that team was a rocket ship. Uh, this season they didn't get the wins, but they were still a pretty consistent team. They just didn't have that speed. So, um, kudos to Kevin. Um, in his age 45 season, uh, he will be 46 going into next season with the next gen car. Did Woo. you did you see the Tony Stewart fan apology video that he put out? No, I didn't so- see that. Sorry for sucking this year. Basically, it was <laughs> he pulled himself away from the drag strip long enough to make a video that said, "Sorry, we were terrible." Um, Actually, I did see that now that you mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sorry, no, it was, it was yeah. a good video. I mean, it, I, I like the fact that Tony at least acknowledged the fact that they were behind this year. It wasn't it wasn't really an apology, yeah. but I mean, acknowledge the fact that they were behind and they got work to do. And that's good yeah. to see. Well, and I think his, uh, you know, he called Kyle Larson the best driver he's ever seen. I yeah. think that was a shot across the bow of the of the Ford Motor Company. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tony's got to be pissed, man. He wanted him, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he tried, but he wasn't but, getting him because no, it was never going to happen. You know, Uncle Rick opened po- the pocketbook, man. He he. Paid. Eric, let's yeah, go ahead. I was going to say let's let's chase this let's chase this one for a second. Yeah, Kyle Larson, the best race car driver you've ever seen. Um, well, let me put it this way. Um, there was the the, the driving <laughs> topic this Good afternoon question. on Sirius XM for mm-hmm. Dave on David Moody's show, uh, was. Uh, did Kyle Larson have the best season in NASCAR history? No. Uh, I will not, I will not go on that, but I will say that Kyle Larson had the best motorsports season in history. I don't think we've seen anybody who's been as dominant across the board as Kyle Larson was. Um, what yep. he did was incredible. Is he the best driver? I mean, right now. Yeah. I don't think he's, I don't know that he's the best driver ever. But he's certainly the best driver right now. There's nobody better than him right now. 
Yeah, my my answer to this was I know everybody loves F1 right now and it's it's a hot topic and yeah. Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen are the best drivers in the world, right? Yep. Well, they have those guys, um, but NASCAR has Kyle Larson, mm-hmm. and I think Kyle Larson can do anything those guys can do. You know, if they were to switch rides and you were to put Larson in F1 car and and Hamilton at you know, I don't know, Martinsville or, or Darlington or whatever. Well, we've seen what strong Formula One drivers have done in NASCAR. Yeah, I think Kyle Larson's the best driver in the world. Uh, I know yeah. that, I know F1 is highly regarded, but Kyle Larson is the best driver in, in the world. They were joking on, on Sirius today that their people are petitioning him not to get into a drag dragster and not get in, in a Formula One car because everybody's scared that he's going to go smoke them there too. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I just it, absolutely incredible what he's done. Um, and, yeah. you know, I think part of the key, James, is just the fact that he's, he doesn't stop. He's constantly doing this. So those guys yep. that go out there and they get pumped up for these big races, they get stressed out for these big moments. Larson lives them every day. This is just a day, you oh, know, yeah. racing yeah. for a championship, just a day, putting pressure, just a day. It's just, yeah. just another thing. So none of it yep. gets to him. And then, and so much of the sport is mental that he just, there's, the, he's got the mental aspect beat. So maybe, maybe he's not the greatest driver. Maybe he's the smartest one. And that's, that's what it takes, yes. you know? Yep. Um, yes, I think so. I think you're right. Absolutely incredible what he's done. I mean, this is a season yeah. for the ages. Um, Kyle, mad props to you for what you've done. M- totally respect, respect you for what you've done. Cheered for you all season. Um, now you've won enough. I, I'm going to hate you from here forward, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be a true NASCAR fan. And I, I hate the winners. No, I'm just kidding. Um, totally respect what he's done. I mean, just, just yeah. absolutely incredible. And, and for those people who think that this is the best season ever in an, in a NASCAR yeah. cup, in a NASCAR cup, uh, can I direct you back to Mr. Jeff Gordon? Uh, <laughs> let's just 97 and 98, just put those two years in a, in a box. Nobody's, nobody was ever better. Than I'm Jeff Gordon. pretty sure there's a couple Dale Earnhardt seasons that were pretty damn good too. I mean, yeah. Any, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm looking at Jeff Gordon's season from 98, particularly, um, <laughs> yeah. 5.7 average finish, 28 top tens out of a 33 race schedule and 13 wins. So I will, I will rest my case with that one. I feel pretty good. If that's the hand I'm dealt in a, in a game of poker and I got that one, I, it's going to be tough to beat me on that one. James, we're, it's nice to be justified finally, because we were on the Kyle Larson train of the, how good this guy is going to be. Yes. And he yeah. never showed it, never showed it. And then now gets an opportunity in a car that actually is competitive and yeah. Look what he I did. was, yeah, I was joking that he'd be a seven-time champ already if he had started with Hendrick. Yeah, he'd already have his seven. So, it's just incredible what you. you it's just everything that we kind of, you know, kind of were hoping for when he got into a Hendrick car. It's like, okay, if this guy ever gets top flight equipment, look out, you know. And by God, he got top flight equipment, and look out. Yeah, uh, changed the course of history. And just you took a guy who was good at he was good at two mile tracks. He was mm-hmm. good at the, the long sweeping tracks and you put yep. him in this car and suddenly he was good everywhere, yeah. everywhere, but super speedways. You could count on Kyle Larson being up front yep. Um the short tracks. He was magnificent at road course. I mean, come on. Chase Elliott was a road course King. And then all of a sudden here comes Kyle Larson and he beats him. Yep. Three wins on road courses this year. Should have had four crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, just absolutely amazing. Um, we mentioned, uh, we mentioned Kevin Harvick, Ryan Blaney, also a major contender all day long, uh, leads 33 laps, finishes fourth. 
Um, the only guy amongst the playoff drivers uh, breaking up that four four car battle yeah. uh, with the fourth fourth place finish. Good day for Ryan Blaney, looking good I, I, to round the season. I go out. back to Kansas, Eric. Yeah. I go back to Kansas. He should have been in this conversation. Yep. And the way they raced at Phoenix, and I know he wasn't driving, you know, with the urgency of a championship like the other guys were. So I just can only imagine they, they got to be kicking themselves. That damn um, Austin Dillon, man. I know. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, what else do we want to talk about with this race? Uh, Otherwise it was pretty straightforward race. Bubba Wallace finishes last in 39th. Uh, he was victim of the, uh, Corey LaJoy wrecking ball. The first few laps of this race, uh, Corey LaJoy tried the same move on two different cars and wrecked both of them. Um, I would argue the second one, probably not quite his fault, but the the first one definitely was under Bubba. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, I mean, kind of what you expect here, right? I mean, Eric Almarola got a sixth place finish. That's worth mentioning. Yeah, we had some tire failures. Yeah. Um, you know, that took out our uh, that took out um, Chase Briscoe. Um, Quinn Hauff, I think, had some issues there too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, we should mention the end of the Ganassi um, yeah. organization. They went out pretty solid. Uh, Chastain and Kurt Busch, fourteenth and sixteenth. Man, it's it's going to be weird not seeing Chip Ganassi racing in, in NASCAR Cup Series yeah. uh, competition. Uh, Brad Keselowski, Eric, uh, cheers to the two for the last time for him. Yeah, very, very uh, cool piece he put out uh, during the week. Yeah, I loved it. Yes. Yeah, it's final yeah. toast to, yep. to to Penske Motorsports. I, I think the cool thing is, is that you can tell Brad's not leaving with, you know, yeah, he's not leaving in, with bad feelings. He respects what he got there, and, and I mean, they took a chance with him. This is a kid that was going to Hendrick and got screwed out of a ride and, and Penske picked him up and look yep. what he, I mean, he became a champion as a result. Became so. a champion. And, and uh, you know, I, I mentioned last week, I thought, I think he's probably the most underrated driver in the sport. I think we, we both right very much agree on that. I, I think, yeah, you know, I, Brad, Brad is Brad fell victim to, being a little bit, of, a little bit of a punk early on, and I, he just doesn't yeah. have the fan support. He does here. It's it's hard for James and I to understand because we're from Michigan, and Brad's got tons of support in Michigan. Yeah, every time we see him, um, he's always you know fairly fairly well cheered. But we don't see him at well, you know Daytona. When or we Talladega. went to Eldora and he got cheered when he wrecked. I mean, that's yeah, that was weird for us. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, it is Ohio, nice. and Ohio and Michigan yeah. hate each other, so it makes and he sense. He was super. But... He was super nice to us that day. Too, yeah, which, he was. Yeah. Good guy. <laughs> I like yeah. Brad. Brad's a good guy. I've, I've had a lot of good run-ins with Brad. He's always a super good guy. And yeah. I, I very much respect Brad because when you talk to him, he always addresses whoever he's talking to by name. Um, and it's not in a, it's not in a pretentious way. It's a, it's very sincere that he wants to make sure that, you know, you're, he's addressing you. It's, yeah. it's he's a good guy. Honestly, James, I'm sad to see that he couldn't work something out with Penske because Brad to me, is a Penske type of guy. He is a clean cut, yeah. fits in that organization very well. He's going to do a great yep. job at Roush. Um, well, and, and I think that's why I think that's why he had to leave, Eric. Yeah, because he is a Penske guy. I, there's and, and you know he reached his ceiling with yep. them, um, and he wants to be Roger Penske. Yep. It, it's no different than what Tony did, uh, in, in back in the, the late. Uh, you know, two thousands when he right. went to Stuart Haas and started his thing there. I'm sure that had nothing to do with the, with the Toyotas they were running too. With no, Tony, right? that, that was probably part of it, but, <laughs> but you know, it, you know, the, the story goes that, you know, Joe Gibbs was, wasn't too happy with him. And he said, but Joe, if I'm ever going to, 
become you. Mm-hmm. I have to find a way to make that step. And I'm never going to make, you know, be having an opportunity like this to become you. Yeah. So, you know, and I think, I think Brad's very much in the same boat. You know, I, I'm glad that he's going to be around and kind of be an elder statesman for our sport for a long time. Yeah. Um, he's not going anywhere. And, and I really hope with the next gen car that he can perform. And I think somebody like him can bring in really good people to make those cars faster. I, I hope to see Roush Fenway racing back into some competitive space here very soon. Yeah, I agree. We definitely, the, the sport will be better with the competitive Roush Fenway racing, which my understanding is there will be a name change announcement coming. Yeah. Um, he was there today. Kozlowski. He was at, yep. He was Roush or he was at Roush today. So I, I wonder if we're going to have RFK or yeah. something like that. I don't know, but um, yep. Yep. We're going to be very, very, very cool to, to have him in there. I'm, I'm literally looking forward to what he's going to do. Yeah. Uh, James, uh, per Jenna Fryer, did you know, that there was a superstar NASCAR driver that almost didn't get to start the race at Phoenix this weekend. A superstar. superstar. Yeah. Self-proclaimed superstar. She's a piece, uh, man. I, should I, I probably should have saved Matt Benedetto for our uh, jackass corner. Um, I've got a few more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, J- Matt Benedetto almost didn't get to race uh, this race because during qualifying, he gave the Let's Go Brandon chant to uh, – camera retweeted the re, re, unretired from Twitter to retweet this video, um, which by the way, he's issued an apology, but that video is still on his Instagram. Um, yeah. Jack, oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah. apparently Penske <laughs> was not very happy and almost pulled him. And I think James, you've made a great point. I, if, if they would have stuck Brandon in that car, yeah, <laughs> that would have been Brandon so Brown cool in the car. to yeah. put Brandon Brown in that car for the cup race. Um, it was Eric. I, I've lost sympathy for Maddie, Maddie D. Uh, I think Reddit is finally over Maddie D. Um, sorry, man. I mean, I, uh, yeah. and, and then the apology video is another attempt at garnering sympathy for himself. I, you know, I, I do feel bad for Matt because I feel that he's in a place right now that he's, he's fighting some demons or something, man. Cause he's just digging yeah. a hole deeper and trying to make everybody feel sorry for have, him. And have you enough. ever seen anything as strange you know, I mean, I know we've had strange things happen in NASCAR. By God, we we've had many weird situations, but that one, just the full court press of whatever the hell he was thinking, yeah. I don't know what he was doing out there. Well, um, I mean, we brought attention to him last week because he was it's just being strange. stupid, yeah, jumping on a bandwagon, and then well, it's James, just he said behavior. that he didn't like where he was because he was being muffled. Well, now we got to see what unmuffled. Uh, Matt Benedetto looks like, and I don't think we like it too much. Yeah, I don't think people like that too much. <laughs> put put the muscle I mean, back on him, man. Yeah, if you're a Let's Go Brandon uh, Channer, um, maybe he's your guy, but yeah. he ain't he ain't gonna be getting any uh, any promotions to higher quality rides doing no. stuff like that the way he did it. Um, and and I I just I don't like the chant for many many reasons. I'm obviously, so chant it's so it's run its course. It's so dumb, but I see the flags flying everywhere I go. I mean, I took a trip up north this weekend, um, you know, for getting ready for deer season here in Michigan and, um, you know, got into rural (laughs) Michigan and there's let's go Brandon everywhere. And I can't believe that that started where it started. I guess to be Um, fair, I do prefer the let's go Brandon chant versus the one that it replaces. Yeah. Um, Just because I don't need to hear that regardless of your political viewpoint. Um, Yeah. But I, you know, I feel like it really upsets me when I hear it at NASCAR because I feel like our sport's being made fun of with the chant. 
Oh yeah, that's that's why I get so angry um, about it is because it makes us look like it, it just increases the stereotype that people already think about us. Just yeah. redneck hicks, that kind of thing. Um, and it just drives me crazy. And and I hate it for Brandon Brown. Like, yeah, right? you know, he's gonna have this victory that he's always wanted, and he'll probably never win another race. And uh, it, it's gonna to be fair, us. he's probably getting a little bit extra publicity out of it that he probably wouldn't have otherwise. So probably, but it's not the kind of I guess any publicity is good publicity, as they say. But I don't yeah. think he wants that. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. Matt Benedetto. Um, yeah, old let the door. former former Cup Series driver Matt Benedetto. Don't um, let the door hit you on the way out, bud. Sorry, he's, he's gonna end up in he'll end up in a truck ride or something next year somewhere. Somebody's gonna pick him up, but yeah, hopefully he just closes his gap and races yeah and quit playing the poor me card and hiding behind the cloth you don't get to do stupid stuff and then play poor me you know when the deck is the deck is stacked against you you're that you can you can play the victim a little bit but when you do it yourself yep yep and he still mustered a 12th place finish on the day so he um, did (laughs) uh he goes into the sunset anything else with this race james before we move on to the other two of the weekend can't believe we are done. I know. But no, that was uh that was a hell of a day. Man, Un- so many ups and ish but good Phoenix race. Yeah, the last 75 laps or so um got to be really enticing. I yeah. mean, game 7 moments, that's what NASCAR wants and I th- I think we got one. Yep. Absolutely. Yep, I agree. Uh speaking of game 7 moments, James, I don't think we got more of a game 7 moment than we did in the NASCAR Xfinity Series race. Uh, Daniel Hemrick is finally a, a NASCAR Xfinity Series NASCAR uh, champion or you know major Xfinity series winner. Yeah, uh, he's finally won in one of the top three series, and he Eric got a championship out of it. Take your bow, you said he, before the end of the season. <laughs> and as the season came to a close, <laughs> he did it. He did it. Yeah. Oh man, what? I was thinking about you when he made that pass. I was like, "Look at that, Eric! <laughs> Eric nailed it. He did. He got it. What an incredible green-white checker finish! What an incredible last corner pass! Was, the best race of the weekend was the Xfinity Series Championship race. Cindric not overly happy with with the result, but I think accepting of what occurred. Hamrick didn't dump him. He just no. He just used him up. He used him up. That's that's absolutely true. He used up every bit of real estate he had. But you know, when the championship's on the line and the yeah. flag's flying, dude, you do you that for your first win. Oh, forget dude, the yeah, championship, yeah, and now you throw the championship on top of it. Hell yeah, you and, go for it, dude. And that car, that's the other story. Didn't almost didn't make <laughs> right. it to the track. Almost yeah. didn't make it. Yeah, because of an issue in Texas. Yeah, what that car thirty was, minutes or something before practice? That car. Yeah, <laughs> and they had still had the the scratch on the on the um left or the right front fender from a piece of equipment that fell in the car. Yeah, and so they and didn't have any of their own stuff during practice. They're borrowing equipment from everybody else to adjust the car. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, just, the way he the way he got it done is just unbelievable. And then of course Gibbs kicks him out, and he'll be racing for Colleague right. <laughs> in twenty twenty two. Right. But what a story for Daniel Hemrick in so many ways. I mean, there's that story, Eric. But then you know, of course, he's been in the Cup Series, um, got pushed out for Tyler Reddick, which honestly, like Tyler Reddick's a Larson ish talent. I um, I feel bad for the the lack of time he was given in the cup series to, Oh prove yeah. Himself. It's a short leash. Yeah. But absolutely. at the same time, I would have made the same move, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can't pass up the opportunity for yep. somebody like Reddick when, when, uh, when Hemrick was struggling. 
Exactly. And then he gets that ride at JR Motorsports kind of strung along, um, barely, you know, you know, he made 21 starts, but wasn't a full season, wasn't a full campaign. And then we come to find out in the press conference, he wasn't getting paid yeah. until unless he got top five finishes. I just, I can't believe it. It's yeah. just what a story. It's just awesome. What a great, what a great championship that is for him. Um, and Joe Gibbs racing. I know we know their x series programs. Fantastic. Uh, we don't need to talk about their, you know, driver getting a championship, but man, just so cool. Yeah. Just so cool. Um, I think the coolest moment of the weekend, you know, it's hard to make Carl Edwards look like a chump, but when you do the backflip off the roof of the car instead of the door of the yeah, car, yeah, yeah, you was make good. Carl Edwards look like a chump, man. Wow, <laughs> that was incredible. Very, very cool it to see the backflip. Cool. We've been reminded a couple times during the season that he does a backflip after he wins, but we've never seen it. You know, it's been and seven so, years since he's won anything. Yeah, that's you know that's what he said. Anyway, I mean, do you so. practice the backflip ahead of time just in case, like? Uh, you must have Ma- to practice it. Somehow. Imagine the pressure of doing that. It's a press lot of pressure. Winning the championship. Yep. That's yep. uh, here are some uh, NASCAR Xfinity series championship fast facts for Daniel Hemrick. Uh, it's his first NASCAR Xfinity series championship. Of course, he's the 31st different driver uh, to win the NASCAR Xfinity series championship. And uh, let's see. 33 starts this season, posting the one win 15 top fives and 21 top tens. Uh, six top fives and uh, six top tens in the playoffs. He, let's see, has become the seventh NASCAR Xfinity Series champion from the state of North Carolina, joining, joining William Byron in 2017, Austin Dillon 2013, Brian Vickers 20, 2003, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. 98, 99, Jack Ingram 85 and 82, and Sam Ard 83 and 84. Uh, let's see, Joe Gibbs, third NASCAR Xfinity Series driver championship, Kyle Busch, Daniel Suarez, and now Daniel Hemrick. Uh, he also has five NASCAR Xfinity Series owners championships. He is one of 20 different organizations to win the NASCAR Xfinity Series drivers championship and one of 19 different organizations to win the owners championship. Uh, Dave Rogers, first career NASCAR Xfinity Series championship as crew chief and previous best finish in the Xfinity Series Championship standings was fourth with Denny Hamlin in 2006. Uh, 29th different crew chief to win the NASCAR Xfinity Series title. Uh, He's won 21 NASCAR Xfinity Series races with six drivers, Denny Hamlin, Tony Stewart, Eric Almarola, Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, and now Daniel Hemrick. Wow. The the owner's championship did go to Team Penske with the 2022 car. Uh, Team Penske's series-leading sixth NASCAR Xfinity Series owner championship. Uh, 2013, 14, 15, 17, 20, and 21. Uh, let's see. He fielded the team's first car in the series with NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace behind the wheel. Auto Club Speedway on October 19th, 1997. Man, that's crazy. I thought we've been, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, for, for those listening and you're thinking, well, how did Team Penske win the owner's championship? Um, the 54 car actually qualified for the owner's yep. championship, not the 18. So if you were thinking owner's championship, it was actually John Hunter Nemechek. They brought in the ringer to, uh, to try to get the owner's title and uh, it ended up being for Cendric anyway. So Penske gets the owner's title with the second place finish. Um, and and uh, the 18 car with Dana Hemrick gets its driver's championship. There you go. Pretty cool. I didn't think we'd see that again. Honestly, Eric, I, uh, I thought the days of the owner's title and the driver's title being separate were over, but the Xfinity series is where that happens quite a bit. Right. Um, and I thought those days were done, but by God, they did it again. Stick so that's someone pretty like cool. Ty Gibbs in there. That'll do that. 
I always love the owners championship. I love that it's a separate thing. I don't know why. It's just a nerd it just type thing. It doesn't get enough attention. Yeah, it's cool, man. You know, we we did have uh, one instance in the Cup series where it was not majorly contended, but it did mess with some things and that was when Earnhardt died because we had um Kevin Harvick finishing yeah. out the season in that car. Yep. Um, so that was a little bit different between the driver's points and the owner's points, but otherwise we haven't seen it much there. Um, yeah. but yeah, uh, Tony, Tony Stewart has a championship on, as a Toyota driver, as a member of the 20 car, um, yeah. that year, that, that team won that championship and they had that. I mean, that was a, that team was a, that's one of the great things about the expanding series is you get these ringer teams together, like the mm-hmm. 54 car. Um, that 20 team had Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Tony Stewart. It was, right. <laughs> that that's an all-star superstar lineup yeah. competing in the Xfinity series, which is pretty fun. Um, it's like when Kevin Harvick kind of had like, his teams, you, they do the same thing and just run oh, yeah, everybody put, through it. Yep. Stewart would run Daytona and then they'd run everybody else, you know, yeah. throughout the season, Harvick would run and then Harvick would run some art, like Harvick would, would win championships racing for two different teams. There was right. that, there was that era. Xfinity series can be fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just fun. It's sloppy fun. Um, other drivers in the championship, uh, for AJ Allmendinger kind of struggled all day. Um, could not yeah. quit, get the car, right. Uh, tried to take some swings at it, but just never able to fully recover. Um, where the heck did he end up? I'm trying to find him here. Uh, 14th on the day for AJ. Allmendinger. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the note I had on AJ Allmendinger, I'll, I'll real quick, Eric. Yep. So he had that late spin, right? Yep. With the loose wheel and Dale jr said during the broadcast well we have to find out if that was intentional or not and i just threw put my hands on my head <laughs> that i can't believe he said that why would you say that <laughs> just stirring up stuff when you say stuff like well, that especially when you're a guy who spun on purpose so the argument though james is that we've seen drivers cut down tires and not spin out and yeah we we a lot of times question whether that's just their awesome ability to not spin out, but it has been brought to our attention in recent years, uh, especially over the last couple seasons that it's a lot harder maybe to spin those out than mm-hmm. it, we think it is. And that a lot of that is intentional to get that yellow. Um, sure. it was a pretty convenient caution for AJ, yes, uh, it was. but that, that wheel was loose. Those were some ovals in that, that wheel. Oh yeah. That, that, that tire was wobbling all over my the place. God. And, and- AJ, AJ never had a shot, unfortunately. No, on, on no and that wasn't going to save him. I mean, if, if it was on purpose, it was a last ditch effort. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was a hail Mary. It wasn't going to save him anyway. Yep, that was a two man championship race all yep. day. Yeah. Um, you know, I've and, got, I've got Noah Gregson here in the notes too, but I mean, he was there, but he was there. Yeah, he was he, at, at, in the same race as these guys, but never really he, a threat. You know what though? Next year, he'll be the, he'll be one of the favorites. Yep. I think, I think Hemrick, Gregson and Almendinger will all be in the conversation next year. Oh yeah, with for Cindric, sure. Cindric, Cindric moving on uh, to the two car in the cup series. Well, Gregson, uh, Gregson shook the monkey this year. You know, they finished he up did. the season, shook the monkey, matured a lot in the process. I think he learned a lot from, from struggling the way they did the first part of the season. Had uh, arguably the best finish, uh, the best win in the Xfinity series season was that win. Well, Hemrick. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but Martinsville was an incredible win for that yep. team uh, with backs against the wall. Just beautiful, beautiful racing. Uh, I'm going to, re- you know, when Noah Gregson is a 15 year cup vet, I'm going to remember that Martinsville race and, and that guy, because it was, it was a special moment. So he's got more to come. He's, yep. he's still young. 
you know, AJ is going to be the old guard next year and, and he's going to run a heck of a lot of races and, and he's going to be there too. Uh, so, you know, no, nothing to worry about. And this, this was a definitely a great step in the right direction. Sometimes that's, that's all you can take from these things is, is you made, you made the right, you know, you made the right direction. You, you improved and you matured for him. That's a big, that's a big deal for yeah. him. Um, you mentioned, I mean, this race was an excellent race, probably best race of the weekend. Uh, a couple of drivers worth mentioning, uh, Riley Herps finishes fourth, um, driver who struggled a lot this season. Uh, you mentioned John Hunter Nemechek coming in, trying to get the owner's championship finishes sixth. Uh, Brett Moffat again, continuing to do things with that O2 car that just shouldn't be done. Finishes top 10 with an eighth place finish. Uh, Justin Allgaier, certainly a strong contender in this race, uh, blew the restart, uh, yep. going switch changing lanes before the start finish line, uh, winds up coming back for a ninth place finish. Sheldon Creed, um, didn't even know oh, he was in the good. race. Sheldon Creed. Yes. But, I was going to uh, ask you, look who finished 10th. <laughs> yeah. 10th place finish for him. So good on him. Uh, yeah. Michael Annette, final, uh, at least full-time NASCAR Xfinity series start finishes 11th on the one car said he's hoping to come back for some races next year. So. Um, let a lap too yeah so otherwise kind of what you expect out of this one there were some some spins and whatnot and some contact but for the most part uh just a all-around great race love this series i think the yep. the race lengths are perfect i will ne- i will die on that hill um and just you know the the composite bodies work we saw some contact that didn't cut tires down which was awesome uh looking forward to seeing that next year in the cup series hopefully mm-hmm and uh yeah sad to see the xfinity series done for the year really yeah um and uh i i don't hopefully i'm not stepping on the notes um the uh <laughs> the rookie of the year uh goes to ty gibbs yeah <laughs> who wasn't even trying to win it right uh, finishes 13th in points in an unbelievable season you know before we put a bow on the uh on the full season here but i was looking at the top 10 in points um you know you've got all guy up there haley jones brandon jones harrison burton um good good crop of young talent we got some guys going up to cup uh that's what you like to see with some of these guys um yep. you know taking steps in the right direction we've we've definitely got a healthy xfinity series right now and i'd love to see love to see where it's at it's doing really well um i haven't felt this good about the xfinity series in, in a long time i think the last three years uh with this series has really you know given it its own identity and, and it's, it's just doing very well. seems like it's a very, in a very healthy place. I kind of feel really good about all three series right now, James, you know, we're going to talk about the sure. truck series championship here in a minute. I was worried about the truck series a couple years ago. Me too. Yeah. But yep. you know, we've got some good talent in there. Um, it's become its own identity in the crash fest wreck fest that it is. Um, <laughs> but you know, you've got, you've got some guys graduating from there moving up next year too. Um, so the, you know, the, the, the ladder's alive and well, um, and it seems like we've got talent to fill those holes that we're losing with those drivers coming up too. So, um, yeah. I, I think all three series pretty healthy right now for sure. And, and Hey, you know, I was not in favor of, of reducing f- uh, field sizes, but maybe cutting those, those field sizes down a little bit in these two series has helped it and, and made it yep. a little bit stronger. So you don't have those, you don't have quite as many of the guys running around at the back, just making starts. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything else with Xfinity before we move on to the truck series, James? Uh, nope. I think we're ready for one heck of a post-race interview here for the truck series. Yeah. I was going to say, um, well, I'm post-race interviews. We did, we did not acknowledge, uh, Caitlin Larson, uh, shotgunning beers in victory lane and Still beyond what she does. Yeah. Um, yeah. So apparently several of those occurred on championship evening. Uh, the other driver who I think is probably still celebrating his championship, uh, probably Ben Rhodes. <laughs> oh Yeah. Um, celebrating hard. 
Yeah, uh, he had a he had a good night, I guess, and and nights beyond that. Uh, Chuck Series champion Ben Rhodes uh, finishes ahead of Zane Smith to win his first championship. Um, let's uh, we'll shoot down some fast facts here for Ben Rhodes. Uh, first NASCAR Xfinity Series or Truck Series championship, uh, 19th different driver to win a NASCAR Camping World Truck Series championship. He finished third uh, in the Camping World Truck Series finale at Phoenix to get the title win. Uh, finishes the 22 or 2021 season with 22 starts, two wins, eight top fives, and 16 top tens. Uh, posted three top fives and five top tens during the playoffs. Uh, he is the first NASCAR Camping World Truck Series champion from the state of Kentucky, James. Oh, that's a good one. I will, uh, I will, I will say I've had a chance to talk to Ben Rhodes several times. Talked to him after his first ever win at Kentucky, um, and just I, he's a good guy. I love Ben. And Ben's a great guy. Uh, uh, drive, uh, owner of the team Duke and Ronda Thorson Thorsport Racing. Uh, it's their fourth all-time NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Driver Championship. Matt Crafton won the previous ones in 13, 14, and 19. Uh, it's the most driver titles by a, an organization in the series all time. It is their first NASCAR Camping World Truck Series owner championship and one of 16 organizations to win in the Camping World Truck Series driver championship and the 15th different organization to win the owner's championship. Uh, 23 wins in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series for Thor Sport among five different drivers. Terry Cook, Matt Crafton, Johnny Sauter, Ben Rhodes, and Chase Briscoe. Um, owners Duke and Ronda Thorson field their first truck. Uh, with driver Terry Cook at the Milwaukee Mile on Ju- July 6th, 1996, James. Nice. Uh, crew Chief uh, Champion Rich Lushes, I think is how you say his name. Um, it's his yeah. first NASCAR Camping sure. World Truck Series championship. His previous best championship finish was ninth with driver Myatt Snyder, or as James likes to call him, Matt Snyder mm, in 2019. Just Matt. He's just Matt. <laughs> uh, 23rd different crew chief to win a NASCAR Camping World Truck Series championship. Uh, he has two career NASCAR Camping World Truck Series victories, both with driver Ben Rhodes. Perfect. And while Ben Rhodes won the championship, this was our only race of the weekend that had a different winner than the champion, uh, with Chandler Smith winning both stages and the race, uh, leading 39 laps on the day to get the win. Uh, of course, we did have somebody who dominated the race with 106 laps led. That was... Shelvin Creed. Uh, yes. <laughs> who comes Love home it. fourth. That might be the last time I hear that this this uh, season, so I'm yeah. going to soak it in. Well, I mean, keep in mind that you won't hear it next year because he will be racing for Fox and uh, and NBC. Racing on, so. racing on Fox and NBC. No more Darn Vince it. Welsh. I might have to delete him off the board. No, don't get rid of Vince. <laughs> I'm going to miss the show. <laughs> I'm going to miss that so much. You guys have no idea how much I love that. Uh, you guys have no idea how much time I spent finding that audio clip, because despite the fact that it sounds like he says that all the time, it's a lot harder to find it when you're looking for it than what you yeah. think. So good. <laughs> what a waste of time. Right? Yeah. This is this is what we do. Just to make me giggle. That's yeah. all it is. It was yep. 100% just to see James laugh. Yep. Um, very proud every time he plays it too. That one and this one was for James. I'm gonna bust his ass. So yeah, that one too. Yeah, that one yeah. always. Yeah. <sighs> no, I think finally of those days. Yes. Yeah. Those were good days. Those were good days. Yes, for sure. sir. Yes, sir. Um, John Hunter Nemechek, obviously the favorite to win the championship. Uh, trouble early gets the cuts down a tire uh, with contact, and what it was lap one, wasn't it? That he had the contact. Yeah, he had this. Yeah, he did. Fought all day um, to recover, issues. kept slipping out of the lucky dog position, finally gets his lap back, but just not able to capitalize. Still finished seventh. So. Yep. Yep. And the good news is he gets to come back and try again. Yeah. 
Yep. Next year. I said that with a straight face. <laughs> yeah. Here's what, here's what Kyle Bush had to say. We got beat. There you go. <laughs> I'm using the soundboard today, man. I didn't use it, it much this you year. You got to so. use it up. You got to fight. Yeah. You got to be done with it. This yep. is it. Yep. There this you is go. it. Uh, I don't think I use this one on the podcast. You know, it, we don't have to worry about it here, but earlier in the season in the cup series, we had to worry about these. Giant ass sports. There we go. <laughs> got that one on the board too. All right. <laughs> Thanks Dale. Next, I, next week we're going to do a podcast next week. James isn't going to be on. It's just going to be me playing on the soundboard. So <laughs> that'll be the best one of the year. <laughs> yeah. James yes. just talked over Noah Gregson. Let me do that one again. Stepped on my ding dong there. There you go. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, um, not as much of a wreck fest as what we've seen, but there were still plenty of cautions in this one. Yes, there were. Um, well, I guess not I really. Really... four for 25 laps. So it wasn't bad. I... I mean, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a wreck fest, but it was there. It seemed like it was restart heavy there late. Yeah. And, um, but Ben Rhodes, I, there was no challenger to him. No. Um, it was pretty much his, his day. And, you know, what happens in the truck series quite often is the champion typically doesn't win the race. Right. Um, but he partied like <laughs> an animal afterwards. Him yeah. and Bud Light um, pushing the, pushing the sponsor uh, hopes and dreams there. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I heard something about in the media center. They replaced the Bud Light with a bottle of water, and he he was upset with that decision. <laughs> As for it the was beer the best. Back. It was the best sound bites of the whole weekend. Was <laughs> him after his after that race, staring at his Bud Light lovingly. Um, you know, he just like, Ben he Rhodes so is a good time without a win and without alcohol, so without a championship. So with it, um, good times, good times. Yes, very good times. So. Uh, anything else with the truck series, James, uh, kind of a low key truck series race. It was honestly. A, yeah. They, they kept themselves out of trouble. Um, that's for sure. Not but, even uh, really a whole lot to mention. Stuart Friesen muscled the second place finish on this one. Um, again, Chandler Smith didn't dominate the race, but dominated where it counted. I mean, it pretty much yeah. every run was working his way toward the front to finish the stage in the, in the lead. Um, yep. So not, not surprising there. Matt Crafton didn't really do much all day. Finishes 12th in this one. Uh, the worst finishing of the, of the four championship drivers mentioned Zane Smith finishes fifth place, uh, to finish second, in the points, um, Zane, arguably, you know, racing for a ride next year, not knowing where he's going to be, um, yep. fell victim to the, uh, Chip Ganassi sale. Cause that's where he was headed. Um, yep. so another, another driver getting Ross chastained by Chip Ganassi racing. Yeah, that's yep. That's too bad. Um, Eric, is is Ben Rhodes coming back next year to defend his title? I, I think he is. Think he is. I don't know that there's an opportunity yeah. in the Xfinity series for him. Yeah, I haven't. I'm looking through some of the notes archives um, on him, and and there's no, uh, there's nothing on the Cup series or the, or the Xfinity series. I, I should say. For you him. know, I like Ben a lot. I think he's got some talent. I don't think he's ready to be out of the Truck series. I think well, he's, he's only still, 24 he's, years old, but he's yeah, he's, he's been around. He's still got some stuff to prove there. I don't. I mean, not that we saw no Gregson in the Xfinity series, not that you have to have a ton of maturity in the, in the Xfinity series, but I don't know. Yeah. He's still, I don't think he's consistent enough to be up there. Obviously he's got the title, but we're also, yeah. we're also awarding titles in the non cup series, regular truck series start, you know, era. Right. So, exactly. Exactly. Um, not to take anything away from me, still champion and good on Ben yep. for getting it done. But uh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I don't and, know where uh, I'd put yeah. him in the Xfinity series if he was to jump up. Yeah, I don't know either. It's he's in the Toyota camp, and um, you know that's that's cloud that's 
crowded. So yeah. yep. <laughs> you've got a lot of talent up in front of you yeah. uh, because there's nobody well, moving I mean, in the cup series. When 75% of the series is Toyotas, which is what the truck series is. Yes. So kind of yeah, hard yeah. to find a yeah, spot Thor's, for you in the next. Well, Thor sport goes back and forth too. They're, they've yeah. been in the Ford camp recently. Yeah. So. They do change manufacturers about every two seasons. Yes, they do. Yep. So, but. and with that, James, the season is over all three series. I did want to have a little discussion here about Phoenix raceway. Uh, we know that the NASCAR championship weekend is coming back to Phoenix raceway next year. We learned this week that it's going to, uh, or no, I take that back. I, I was going to say it was kind of going to come with the addition of the, uh, wheel and modifieds, but that's going to, they're going to wrap their season up at Martinsville the weekend before. Um, but anyway, uh, we, there was a lot of talk about Phoenix not being the right track to end the seat end the season at, um, I wanted to get your opinion after we've seen two races here, uh, or two seasons end here. What do we think about that now? Are we satisfied? Obviously we love Homestead, but are we satisfied with Phoenix as a championship race? I thought it performed really, really well this weekend for what it has in the past. Yeah. I thought it was a good, good showing. I, I still miss Homestead. Um, I long for the, for Homestead cause I thought it was such a great track for us, but it was still um, such a, all the races were competitive and that's what I yeah. want to see. I want to see competitive races. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The top four were in the, I mean, that's what makes the championship race good is if everybody who's in contention is in contention yeah. and, and racing for it. So, and, and this, you know, the cup series race proved it. You had a fantastic finish in the Xfinity series and you know, that's really all you can ask for. Uh, and if we do decide to start rotating the championship around a little bit, um, good on them. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't mind it if it moved. I don't mind if it stays a little while. Um, you know, NASCAR's kind of made their decision. So um, we'll see what the, uh, you know, we'll see what the next couple of years brings. But I, I think Phoenix has done a pretty good job of crowning the champion. I just, yeah. I just, you're, you're the first track replacing Homestead. And that's a losing proposition in my, in my opinion. The only argument I would say is I, I do feel like, and I think we're working this direction. Um, if Phoenix gets a championship and I think any race that gets a championship, I think that is the only race of the season. I don't think it, we should go there twice. That's true. I like that. Um, I like that. But I, you know, I'm of the, of the opinion that we don't go anywhere twice, except maybe a couple places um, for sentimental reasons. And even that I'm yep. okay. If we, if we get rid of those, um, you know, I, I thought after last weekend at Martinsville, it'd be really great to see a championship finish up somewhere like there, or maybe California when they reconfigure it. Um, but I don't know, James, I don't think I want to see, I don't think I want to see what we saw in the truck series at Martinsville yeah. as our championship race. And that's, that's tough. Yep. this type of track lends itself to not seeing that, you know, you might yeah. see a move like you saw in the Xfinity series race, but it's not just dirty. Um, yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't encourage that like Martinsville does. So right. I'm pretty happy with it again. I'd like to see it rotate, but I think, I think Phoenix has really held its own. I think it really helps that we've run the 750 package in the cup series yeah. Um, who knows what we get next year when, when that package doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it's hard and to I'm, say, but. and I'm not ready for a road course to be introduced no. either. We need to, we need to keep it on oval, but if they did say we're going to Martinsville one year, um, I'd actually be excited about it, but I, I agree with you. I think we'd have to worry, uh, about a wreck fest. Um, yeah. but you know, I, I think we're, we're in a good place. Um, it can still be improved, uh, improved, I think, but um, I'm okay for somebody getting thing. cleaned out to qualify for the championship, but I'm not okay with somebody getting cleaned out to win the for championship. The title. Yeah. So. Yep. I agree with that. Yep. Absolutely. Um, all right. That is it. Let's talk some news. Cause we got a little bit of news this week. Uh, we, we, I guess before we put a bow on the season, 
Uh, Chase Briscoe quietly wins Rookie of the Year in the NASCAR Cup Series. He um, did. So congratulations to Chase Briscoe on getting that done. Yep. Uh, we we learned this week that AJ Allmendinger expects to run 12 to 15 Cup Series races next season in the second colleague car. Um, I think that's a, a good choice. It'd be interesting to see with what AJ does next year, if he runs well in that Cup car, if he runs well in the Xfinity car, do, do they give him a shot full-time in the Cup Series or not, or do they consider AJ too old to do that? I just feel like he should be with the way that the sport's going with road course racing. Yeah. I mean, I just, I can't, I can't come on the podcast and again, say it's, it seems like a no brainer because he's so great there, but um, you know, I'm not the, I'm not the, the person in charge at, at college. So right. I, I just feel like that value would be so beneficial for them at the end of the season. When you look at the point standings, instead of being, 20th you're at least 16th you know it, it's a big jump to be a playoff contender right and i mean i know they got the, all their eggs in the the justin haley basket but i'm sorry i feel like aj's a, a bigger talent than justin haley is i mean haley might get there but i don't think yeah. he's there oh, yeah. yet no yeah not yet no nope. so obviously he's proven himself on super speedways but there's there's only four of those so yeah yeah i would have flip-flopped it and let justin haley run those 15 races and let AJ compete for a playoff spot, honestly. But I agree. again, that's, that's just me. So we've run Justin Haley and AJ Allmendinger in cup series cars this year. Who's the one who's got the win. Right. <laughs> so, right. Um, AJ knows what he's doing next year, but there are several drivers who don't know what they're doing for 2022. First one on the board, Anthony Alfredo. I'm uncertain of where he's going. The uh, sauce. Yeah. We'll run through these. And if we want to discuss any of them, we can, uh, Ryan Newman, still not sure what uh, his plans are going to be. Sounds like he might just go back and race some local stuff. Um, hard to say there. I know there was talk at, um, Roush of possibly feeling something part-time for him. Uh, and then Zane Smith, you know, we mentioned him second in the championship for the truck series, had an opportunity to win it. Uh, originally was planning on going to Chip Ganassi racing signed with Chip Ganassi racing and then Chip Ganassi racing sold and left Zane Smith out in the cold and he's looking for something to do next year as well. So, um, you'd think probably of these three, Zane's probably the easiest one to pick up, probably get a truck series yeah. ride somewhere next year. Um, yep. a lot of those rides don't end up taken until maybe even as late as January. So he's got some time to work on that. Um, I don't know what you do with Alfredo. And I, I think Newman, as much as, as much as I, I've grown to respect Ryan Newman, uh, over the years where I wasn't a Newman fan when he was in his prime, I uh, got you know a chance to talk with them and and whatnot and learned who Ryan Newman is um, mm-hmm. a little bit more. It, it's a bummer to see him go, but I think uh, I think the the you know the the pool's dried up in in the Cup Series yeah. for Ryan Newman. I'd love to see Ryan Newman go full time truck racing. I would love it. I think that would be a really nice spot for him. The the Mark Martin ceremonial role that never happened. Well, I miss, I, I miss that when, when, yeah. you know, the Johnny Benson's and the Mike Skinner's would go back down to the truck series and finish out their careers there. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it was such a good mix before. with the young drivers to exactly. have the elder the statesmen. Maybe that would clean up the lack of respect we have in that series right now. Oh, he'd take care of it. Oh yeah. Yep. You wouldn't screw yep. with Ryan Newman. No, you don't mess with, with the rocket man. No, no. no. So. And he's run the trucks, not too. I mean, he's run Eldora a handful of times right. um, in, the, in the trucks. So um, he's, he's been in a truck here fairly recently, but, uh, yeah, I'd love to see that type of role for him, you know, and maybe a part-time cup, cup schedule. If, if he can work that out with Roush, I think that would be a really nice, um, way for him to go out kind of on his, on his own terms. Um, yeah. I think he wants to be a full-time cup driver. I just, there's not, a, there's no more room for him. So right. unfortunately when Brad made his decision, that kind of sealed Ryan's fate. 
Yeah. Uh, Speedway Motorsports gonna be buying uh, Dover Motorsports Incorporated. James, what do we think of yeah. that? Dover Nashville gonna go to the hands of Speedway SMI. Well, I think Dover is okay for one date on the schedule, but I, this this is a move positioning Nashville Fairgrounds here eventually. Yeah, I um, feel gonna... like this is a move that probably is the seals the na- final nail in the coffin for Dover eventually. Probably you might be right. I, I'd hate to see Dover go. I mean, it's not the greatest track in the world, but it's just one of those we've always gone there. Maybe, maybe James, what it will do is it will bring Marcus Black Smith top. in. Can we put and some black top Put on? the asphalt down. Yeah. That's what we need at Dover. Yeah, yeah. Get maybe rid of that concrete and make this race stop sucking. Maybe a little progressive banking. Maybe? Yeah. Maybe just a little. Yeah. That track would be so. That track has so much potential. I'm not gonna cheer. Even you know. I don't mind Pocono losing a date. I don't want to see any track lose all their dates. I I'm disappointed still as much as, as much as Kentucky well, sucked. I'm still disappointed. We lost Kentucky. Certainly disappointed. We lost Chicago. Um, I'd rather cut be, second dates off and keep original dates. That being said, I know Nashville super speedways back in the back and, and, and running again, but if they shut that place down for the fairgrounds, I'm not going to, I mean, we don't have, we don't have any history there. And that is a thing. Like when, when Dover owns it, Dover gave up the Dover race to run at Nashville super speedway. Yep. It isn't going to hurt SMI to close that place down and run a race at Nashville. No, they don't care. Exactly. Yep. Um, SMI has done that before North Wilkesboro. I'm surprised the Dover, the Dover thing happened, Eric, because they were, they held strong for so long. Um, so that's that's uh, that's a that's a tough one. I, they that leaves yeah, us um, Pocono and Gateway now, right? Yeah, Gateway. Yeah, yep, yep. And that's it. Everyone that's else it. is owned by one of the big two. Yep. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I, I'm I'm still nervous with this whole SMI, ISC NASCAR thing because you know when when one organization is not NASCAR, not that I want NASCAR to own all the tracks. But when right. one organization that's not NASCAR owns half of the schedule, it puts them in a real good position to use that power to get their yeah. way or um, start a rival series. And we already saw that with, you know, the SMI-ish Indy Racing League. And mm-hmm. I don't want to see that happen in NASCAR. I feel there's an in- inevitability it's going to happen eventually, but I don't want to see it yeah. happen. So. Yeah, no, neither do I. Uh, NASCAR announced the Bush Light Clash format today, James. Um, I have it right here in front of me from my uh, NASCAR email. Uh, two days of racing, Saturday and Sunday uh, at the LA Coliseum. Uh, let's see. Saturday, Cup Series competitors will take to the track for practice sessions prior to single car qualifying runs to determine the starting order for the four scheduled heat races. Uh, the field will be open to 40 entrants. Uh, Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern on Fox, 425 lap heat races consisting of 10 cars each. Uh, I'm not going to go through the breakdown of how they decide who's going to be in each heat race and all that crap. Mm -hmm. Uh, You guys can go check out the show notes, thesuperspeedway.com, and find the link to nascar.com. Top four finishers from each heat race automatically advance to the Bush Light Clash, which will be at 8 p.m. Eastern on Fox Sports 1. Uh, The winner of Heat 1 will win the the poll. Heat 2 winner will earn the outside poll, and so on and so forth. Uh, winners, yeah, we don't care about that. Uh, remaining mm-hmm. six positions from each heat race, 24 total cars that did not advance will continue through one of the 250 lap last chance qualifying races. Uh, and then the final spot of the Bush, uh, Bush light clash. Uh, let's see top three finishers, uh, from each of the last chance qualifying races will advance to Bush light clash 
finishing out position 17 through 22 of the 23 available positions. The final spot in the Bushlight Clash reserved for the driver who finished the highest in the 2021 point standings who does not transfer on finishing position in the heat races or last chance qualifying races. Everyone else is eliminated. What do you think? It's a lot of information. <laughs> a lot of information. Um, it's going to be a lot of racing. I will say, uh, checked out the uh, ticket availability today um, to see what it looks like there. Uh, if you want a front stretch seat, good luck because they're pretty much sold out. Um, but everywhere else is available. You're looking at uh, anywhere from, I think, $25 is the cheapest seat uh, up to about $250 for some good club seats on the front stretch. Um, but they're single seats. There's not much double seats left on the front stretch. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I got to say for LA, LA area, I think it's pretty reasonably priced. Sure. Um, yeah. 25 bucks a ticket's not easy to come by. Most of the seats that were available are 50 bucks. Um, again, once you get to the front side of the, of the track, it's a quarter mile track. You don't even sit in the front here. I mean, you're going to see mm-hmm. everything from anywhere. Um, interesting to see the layout. Cause some of the close seats are more expensive than the high seats, which is unusual for NASCAR. Usually the upper seats are more expensive. Um, but again, it's so small that you're gonna want to be close yeah. to the action. So exactly. Yeah. I'm excited, man. You know, we've only got, uh, 89 days or something like that before we run this thing already. Um, so I'm, I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it now. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, wait. I'm still, I am still trying to come to terms with this race. Happening There's nothing to come place, to terms with. Man. It's, it's happening. It's, it's happening. I know. I it's know. an exhibition race. Who cares if it's, if it's a complete flop, who cares? Man, NASCAR seems pretty excited about it. Mr. Phelps was, uh, touting it's, you know, yeah, don't get me started on Mr. Mr. Phelps. We don't want to be political. <laughs> yeah anyway uh, well said well said yeah um but i'm excited i i can't wait i i'm you know as much as i'm gonna enjoy the off season i'm ready for it uh for it to be over with already uh february 5th james we're right at the beginning of february we start the season out with this with this thing so yeah we do yep here we go I yes. just, it's already looming i'm like just trying to just try <laughs> to uh enjoy the off season already i know but right that's not gonna happen yeah uh, last, could we see Dodge coming back to NASCAR? It's looking pretty good, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Mr. Phelps, there was some some chatter um, with uh, with Candace Spencer on Twitter at Candace Spencer on Twitter. You know and know her as Lee Spencer. Um, she uh, uh, or they uh, did a uh, little Q and A apparently, and and uh, this was not talked i guess it's it's it could be happening might be happening they're not going to say no he he would not he would not not confirm but wouldn't what was his line it was it was all but saying uh i won't confirm or deny that i would suggest things are progressing or i would say that things are progressing we when we have something to announce we will so i love it i would love to see them come back yeah honestly any manufacturer let's that's what the whole this whole deal is for this whole next gen car is for is to bring in other manufacturers let's do it yep if roger penske is looking to break away um and do his thing again like he did before could reach back out and get those guys back in because the last race dodge ever ran they were uh they were champions so we just talked about let me see back that's been 10 years ago almost now right we just talked about you know the truck series is three quarters toyotas um bring some other manufacturers into the sport and that gives uh, some other options so absolutely yeah if they're willing to spend and and get involved again and maybe start small and just do trucks for a year or two and then come up i I would love to see it absolutely yep 
it'd be great. Great, great to have Dodge back in the sport. Definitely. Definitely. And that's it for the news. Unless something broke while we were doing this podcast, James, I think we didn't we're see good. anything other, other than Jeff Gluck dragging the trophy around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's still, it's still popping up on my feed that Jeff Gluck won the championship. I so congratulations that. to Jeff. I love that. The, the, the discussion with Stephanie Harris from NASCAR as they're driving back in the golf cart. It's pretty funny. He was so, so proud of himself yeah. that he had that trophy. Yeah. Dude, would you not be? <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I, I can't, I, I can't be. hate on Jeff at all for that, man. I'd be nervous as heck carrying that thing around, but man, would I yep. be happy? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <sighs> all right, James, uh, let's talk fantasy league. How'd the fantasy oh, league turn out? Did you, uh, did you manage God. to mount a challenge against Ranger at the end? Not one bit. Um, <laughs> I trash talked him a little bit on Twitter just for fun. And, and that was great, but uh, nope. Ranger held me off. Uh, and then I got passed by uh, tandem draft Tona for second. So <laughs> I'll give a quick, I'll give a quick rundown. Actually tandem won the uh, race at Phoenix uh, big day for him. 222. Baron Speedway second, Justin 713 was third. And then I will give everybody a rundown of uh, how many, how many do you want? Eric? Cause I can go all the way down to you. Yeah. <laughs> ru- shoot everybody. We, we appreciate everybody participating. Just run down the whole list. All right, I'll run down the whole list. Uh, let's start with well, let, let's let's go with the people who kind of stuck it out towards. Yeah, the that's we'll do that. Uh, so Danny the Many, fourteenth, Fast to the Grass, thirteenth, Rusty W, number two, twelfth, Hot Rod Todd, eleventh, Shut Up Roger, our good buddy Roger, tenth, um, ninth place, Green Eggs and Hamlin, great name, um, probably wins the probably wins for best in show for yeah, that name. Yeah, definitely. Uh, eighth place, our our good buddy Eric Young, the KB Show. <laughs> Seventh place, Bird 8U. Sixth place, Baron Speedway. Fifth place, Justin 713. Fourth place, our buddy Todd, Freight Train 295. Um, I fell the third. Darn it. Uh, so I didn't back up my second place finish, but I took some chances and, and it blew up in my face. Um, so Smokey come back third. Tandem draft Tona, like I mentioned, second place, exactly 100 points behind our champion and soon to be guest. We'll work on the details. Ranger Runyon. Yep. Wins it again, I believe either the second or third year in a row. Um, he is a monster yeah. in this fantasy league. But he says he's having fun. That's the rest good. of us aren't. No, the rest of us hate it. Um, no, congratulations to Ranger. Like James said, we'll get him on the show here during the offseason. We're t- going to take a couple weeks off, but we'll figure out a way to get him on. And uh, yep. we got a, got a couple months to get it, make it happen. So, um, I, I 89 do, days, apparently. Yeah, I do need to uh, – I want to give everybody a little peek under the hood here, though, because – there was some, there were some shenanigans going on before this thing. Uh, there was, there was a little bit of teamwork occurring in private channels uh, between James and Todd trying to evaluate, oh, yes. evaluate Ranger's strategy. <laughs> there was, there, there was, was a lot of breaking things down. I think if, I think there might've been an Excel spreadsheet broken out. I, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit there, but yeah, uh, there was a lot there of analysis of research. Yes. There was a lot of analysis of previous starts and ways to gain ground. And as you can see, it worked out magnificently by James yeah, losing another was spot perfect. Him, so. and Eric was laughing the whole time. And then the end result probably made you laugh even further. The that, best part uh, was, is I was, I, you guys must've been doing it during a race because I had the conversation muted and I unmuted the conversation to see this long ass discussion going over the strategy to beat Ranger in the final race. Yeah. 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 I threw a question out to Todd. I'm like, Hey, here's what I'm thinking. Um, cause I, you know, I came into the race with pretty much zero chance. I mean, a yeah. hundred, I was a hundred points back. Um, that's, that's really tough to gain in one race. So I'm just like thinking, well, maybe I just, do I just throw everything at the kitchen sink? Like 
completely risk it but what does ranger do you know we were mm-hmm. we were going back and forth i can't wait to talk to him about this on the show um when he comes on because i think it's actually pretty dang hilarious that we were like breaking it down and todd as you know is super analytical right um so that was made it even more fun to have him you know he gets he gets really geeked about that stuff so he was really yeah. excited the best thing was james tweeting out stuff during the week beforehand that mm-hmm. he's trying to get in in ranger's head yes and i was ranger man you got in in james's head oh yeah you totally did yeah <laughs> yeah he was living rent free in my in my brain during the week when i was working on the fantasy league stuff oh yeah it absolutely. was it was such good stuff such i really wanted stuff. i really wanted to beat that guy this year <laughs> i'm not gonna lie like i really want because so i just applaud good. you for being in the running man i consistently I, I i told james before we started the show i went back and looked at my numbers and just consistently eighth place was just where i sat i think i finished ninth or eighth in the race I finished right around eighth and ninth in the playoffs, just yeah. consistently mediocre. Losing <laughs> losing to Ranger like I did the last two years, it, like I just wanted to get him. <laughs> I just wanted to get him because I was second last year. I came on like like wildfire last year. Didn't quite have that kind of a run this year, but I was I was closer. So I thought, man, if I can just find a way to uh, to steal this one, it would be a lot of it would make for a great story. And it, I guess it made for a great story regardless because it's just jackassery all around on my end. So right. congratulations, Ranger. Ranger. We, we like having you on the, on the league. I hope you come back next year for it. I'm sure you will. Yeah. Got to defend his title. Yep, definitely. And if we want to continue the theme of James is a loser, uh, we had our, yes. our picks points as well throughout the season. And yep. uh, James mounted a challenge, beat me by 13 points the final week, uh, but not enough. 92 points behind. Yep. I get the win over James. Uh, 3,492 points to 3,400. Nice. Even 3,400, 3,400 right on the nail. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I it, will say, um, I did win the championship race. Therefore I will claim my championship crown. Thank you, you very much. <laughs> um, I did also have the highest, highest week of the year. So I'll take that one as well. <laughs> I also had the lowest week of all time. Um, so right. <laughs> the 36 point Kyle Bush week. Oh God. Wait. Kyle killed me. I had, Kyle absolutely killed me. I had a 150 point week, James. I had 152. Oh, you're right. You're right. Beat you by two. Just like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I lost the season by 92. Okay. And that one freaking week, I lost by 114 points at Darlington. That was it. Yeah. That was it. The same damn thing that happened last year at Michigan. Yep. You cheated again. Yes, I cheated. I I think I made this as fair as humanly possible this year. You and tried every which way to let me have a chance at it, and you still won. If you guys could see this spreadsheet, it's <laughs> so ridiculous. It's it's pretty impressive. I'm pretty proud of myself. My wife it's, would be impressed as as an Excel. Yeah, it's it's professional. We got to keep it. Yeah, as an Excel expert, my wife would be impressed by this. I I mean it's it's. I mean, it adds up the points for you because I I got tired of doing math, even though James put them in most weeks anyway. You put um, the difference in for each week. So I remember you can see f- what you won by. I remember filling this out and how empty it looked, James. And now here it is, all full. It's all full. <laughs> it was great. so empty. It was a bare cupboard. Yeah, I'm keep. I, I, we we might use it again, but I will keep this one for all memory's sake because. <laughs> yes, I, you. I'm proud of it. Uh, two years in a row, I've lost to Ranger and Eric. Yeah. Well, both, yeah. Yep. I suck at everything. God. <laughs> uh, we'll see next year how if we want to do that again or do something different or just wing it and whatever. I but, guess uh, if I, you know, if I look at the points difference between me and you and the picks and fantasy, I guess I came out ahead. So I'll yeah. take it. 
I guess I'll I trying to spin everything my Dude, way. 92 points after For the whole season. Yeah. I know. I mean, I know. three races a week, most weeks. That's, I mean, that's really good to be that close. Yeah. That's close. It was, it's really close. Like I said, it was on one week, one week changed the whole thing. Yeah. Man, I should have, I should have went through here and like counted how many times we picked certain drivers and stuff because we could really break down the stats of this, but nobody cares. Nobody cares except us. We've already talked about it too much. Plus there's the blatant Eric cheated um, before we changed the rules moment. And and technically I cheated too. Um, But you picked John Hart and twice in a row. And then I picked Sheldon Creed twice in a row. And and then we put the kibosh on, on picking drivers twice in in a row. Yeah. So I didn't remember that we did that after the season started, but you're right. We did. Yeah, we did. We did. But that was, that was the kibosh uh, on that. We both did it. And then we're like, I think Todd actually suggested he's like, you guys should put a no, no back to backs pick. So that made it more fun. And actually that kept it interesting for sure. I kind of um, like the way that door bumper clear does theirs. Cause I think you have to go through the list before you can pick a driver again, um, yeah. which is kind of interesting, but I don't want to overcomplicate this thing. It's just a fun thing to do anyway. I let's see how many times we picked Kyle Larson. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking picked, at my, I'm looking at it right I now. bet you picked more than I did. Cause I was reluctant to pick him a lot this year. I picked him nine times and I picked him a lot near the end. Cause I was trying to rally and see, I, and then yeah, he, you picked him so many weeks that I couldn't pick him. Two. Let's see. Four. You had Larson on the seventy point week. That was a that was a big one. Yeah, that was that was good. Yeah, I think I picked him more than you did actually. Nine. Oh, nine to nine. We picked him eighteen <laughs> times. Nice. Woo! That's funny. That is good. We should have picked him more. eighteen <laughs> times out of thirty six weeks, James. We picked Kyle Larson. What does that tell you about his season? Hey, that's that tells you what we thought we knew. <laughs> we knew something was up. Right. That's for sure. Uh James, you got any shout outs this week? Um, man, just I don't know. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna do this one in house. Um, shout out to you, Eric, for another full season. Um, you're the man who does the recording and um you know, you post the podcast episodes and I know I know we do notes from time to time, but you also do that. Um, like today when when my family is scrambling <laughs> and you, you picked up the pace for me. Well, I can't take too started. much credit because I was off yesterday and that's when I did. Yeah, but so. that's I honestly though, like, you know, you do a lot of work on this thing and I'll shout you out just for um another season that we made it through. We started this in, in 2017, right? Yeah. So golly, man, we've we've come a long way. We've done we did live episodes this year and YouTube stuff and it was just a lot of fun this year. This year was, you know, this year was a nice change of pace because last year was really tough. So, um, yeah. no, thank, thanks, man, for all the work you do. I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, I, I see the numbers that you send me and, and, uh, people listen to this thing and that's, you know, that's a lot of work that you did. So congratulations, man. Thank you. Thanks. I appreciate that. Um, looking forward to introducing the cover art for the 2022 season. We'll do that before the season. Oh, yeah. Starts. It's one of your, one of your favorite things, the Eric's ceremonial cover art change. Yep. Yes. When I took the picture, I knew which one it was going to be. So I'm excited about that. Uh, a little hint, it's Michigan International Speedway again, because guess what? It's the only track I went to this year. Um, but, uh, yeah, and uh, thanks, James, too, for um, sticking it out for another year. Every year <laughs> I feel like I'm going to lose him. He's going to bail on me, but he's he's still here. So, um, And, hey, maybe next year we'll get him back to the track. So that's that's the plan. Yeah, that's that's the plan. That's the plan. I definitely <laughs> want to start getting back. Dude, um, you don't know how close I am to, to getting a plane ticket and going to L.A. I, oh, dude. It's so damn tempting. That'd be cool if you did. So That's damn tempting. Sure. But I think yeah. I'd want to go as a fan. I don't think I'd want to go as a media member. I think I'd actually want to sit in the stands. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, and I, you know, I'll tell you too, now that, um, you know, vaccinations are rolling out for younger 
uh, children. You know, that our family, we that's what we do, and and that's what we're waiting for. We have two young ones under five, um, so we're going to be kind of the last ones in line here. But uh, once that happens, I think we're finally going to be able to open ourselves up a little bit more, and we're we're looking forward to that and getting back to the tracks on my list for sure. It's going to happen. Um, since you mentioned that, I, I've got three shout outs I want to give real quick. Um, first of all, I want to shout out everybody who's listened to the podcast and subscribed and continues yes. to, to bring those numbers in each week. It's pretty awesome to see. Um, James, and, a couple of weeks ago, I, I sent James some numbers because I, I fall victim to looking at individual episode numbers. And after the week is over, I look at the next episode and, and to look back and see what we've been doing month by month versus episode by episode has been pretty amazing. So um, somehow you guys are listening to us. We love your feedback. There's things you want to hear, things you like, things you don't. Um, shoot us a message, uh, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on, uh, wherever. And, and we'll certainly, uh, certainly look at some changes and we want to make this year show as much as it is ours. Uh, you know, James and I do this cause it's fun. Um, mm-hmm. never really aspired to go anywhere with it. We just figured we'd record it and we enjoy the conversations. We figured we'd share it with you guys. Um, yep. but, uh, we're glad that you guys enjoy it. I want to shout out everybody at Phoenix international or Phoenix raceway. Uh, all the campers, man, they showed a wide shot of the campers. Um, during the, the race on Sunday and holy crap, man, it was so cool to see all those people there, uh, for championship weekend, all the Toyota tents on the, on rattlesnake Hill was cool. Um, and just campers everywhere. And just kind of once again, goes to show you why this track has been chosen as a championship track, because that camping aspect is pretty neat and something that not all the tracks bring, um, like Phoenix does and like tracks mm-hmm. like Michigan do. And we, there's a few, you know, Watkins Glen, those types of tracks that really bring the camping in. So, um, very cool there. And then last shout out, I got to shout out my boys, uh, Ethan and Ryan, uh, nine years old. We got, they got the COVID vaccine this weekend, James. So we're excited about yeah. that. Good um, for them. That's awesome. Figured I had to give them a yeah. shout out for that. They were brave. They were not thrilled about getting shots. No, um, but very proud of the fact that they got them after the fact. So, um, good job boys yeah there you go uh jackass corner you got a jackass corner james you said you got a few i'm i can't i gotta go with with matt de benedetto um i don't got anything at i know i had another one but i can't think of what it was so um yep. it's all you man what do you got no i had uh, i won't name names but somebody asked me who won the uh brand <laughs> uh let's go brandon cup and uh. i was and i chewed this dude out for it so um <laughs> So to that person, you're going to get my award this week. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think that's that, <laughs> that's the best I can do. I wish I could name names. I'm not going to do that, though. Yeah. I'm like, this is my anonymous source, my anonymous jackass of the week. <laughs> there you go. Are they a listener? Are they going to know who they are? <laughs> Probably not. No, no. <laughs> if, they, if they're calling it the the uh, Let's Go Brandon Cup, they're definitely not a listener. Because, that's what I figured. <laughs> yeah. So I'm safe. I'm yeah. safe. But if they do, you know who you are. Right. Jackass. Yeah. If uh, if you want updates during the week on the Let's Go Brandon Cup, uh, James, how can I hit you up on social media? At James Cush on Twitter. You can find me at T Super Speedway on Twitter. You can find the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash the super speedway. Our website is the superspeedway.com. You can find old episodes of the podcast, uh, show notes, links to articles we discuss, past race coverage, photos, all that stuff. Check it out, the superspeedway.com. Uh, I am going to make some changes in the off season. Uh, I'm pretty confident it will not mess up the RSS feed and thus will not screw up our episodes. Uh, but I think I'm going to make a change just to make things a little cheaper on my end. Uh, mm-hmm. So we'll play with that a little bit. Hopefully you guys won't notice, but uh, that'll be the plan. We'll be hosting a little different place. 
Um, you can find the podcast on thesuperspeedway.com. I already said that. Uh, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, wherever you find us today. We hope you subscribe and continue to listen. Again, appreciate everybody who has followed along all season long. Uh, James and I are going to take a couple weeks off. We'll get Ranger on here in the off season. If any major news breaks, we'll jump on. Otherwise, we'll be back in a couple weeks to just do kind of a, you know, mid uh, off season recap, and uh, we'll do that a couple times throughout the off season. And mm-hmm. then uh, before you know it, we'll be right back into it, breaking down and teasing the upcoming Bush Light Clash, James. The at Clash at the, the Coliseum. L.A. Coliseum. Oh boy. Can't wait, but let's not rush it. Let's enjoy some uh, enjoy some winter weather. We'll enjoy some ice hockey and enjoy some uh, uh, some not podcasting. <laughs> so, again, thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, back next season for sure. F- strong every week. Uh, back in a couple of weeks before then. Um, until then, everybody, let's go racing. Uh-huh.